Hi, I'm Tay. And I'm Emily. And this is Raised on Reality. A comedy rewatch podcast where two friends talk and snark. Mostly snark. About the reality shows that raised us. Welcome back to Raised on Reality. Welcome back. It feels like it's been a long time since we've been on. I know, and it's just us this time. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's like, not really, but it has been a while since it was just us. Although yeah. we have been doing um, jurisdictions. Yes. And I guess we can start with those. Um, I have a couple obvious ones. If you want to start, if you have any. Um, I saw a few kind of like teaser articles, but then when you click on them, it's a bunch of nothing. One of them specifically was like, Jill flees the state to like be away from her family when her book is released, but it was really just a book tour. Mm -hmm. And then there is another one talking about how Anna and the kids were kicked off the Duggar compound, which we already kind of knew about that. Right. I know. And I saw Jill's book tour and I was like, ooh, because there's two virtual events. One's like a virtual signing and one is a virtual event I don't know I forgot what it was called but basically one was a signing and one was just like a reading I think like a passage Mm -hmm. and I was like how are that how is that different like or how do you have a virtual signing but right I guess well I'm not gonna find out because I tried to order like or I tried to like put my I don't know buy a spot for the um passage reading and you have to buy the Uh book which I'm okay with buying the book, but I've jokingly, but also not so jokingly, like been asking for it for my birthday because it comes mm-hmm. out of my birthday, and and I just didn't want to pay thirty dollars for it. <laughs> but I mean, I should have because that would have been. I'll, I'll, I'm interested to see who does because I'm sure somebody on Reddit will. True, true. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to order it and then not look at any spoilers before I'm done. <laughs> And it also does work out because I'm going to be dog sitting again. And so I'll be able to take it with me there. <clears throat> I know. And it sucks when you have like something like this happens, like shiny, happy people or like this book when it comes out and you're like, oh, I want to be able to like save it or really just like anything. Like if it's like a Netflix show or something and I'm like, oh, I want to save it until I'm ready to watch it and binge it. And then it's like. No, I can't do that. I can't. I don't have the luxury of doing that because apparently I can't go anywhere on my phone without getting spoiled. Yes, that happened to me with Shiny Happy People. I was in Florida and I was like, nobody talk to me. I'm staying off my phone until I'm home watching this. Mm-hmm. Next thing is this like just started happening yesterday. Did you ever watch the Eight Passengers YouTube channel? That sounds really familiar. Who are they? The ones that just got arrested. Oh, are they on TikTok too? Um, they not, they're not really, but people make TikToks with their stuff. Okay. Well, anyway, Ruby Frankie of Eight Passengers, the mom, got arrested with her little partner in crime, Judy, Judy, Julie Hill, Jody, sorry, there's too many J names, Jody (laughs) Hildebrandt, and they were in this little, supposedly it's supposed to be some kind of family counseling group, but I think it's basically mm-hmm. a C-U-L-T. Ah. And it's alienated her from her family. So like her whole, all her siblings, all Ruby's siblings are on YouTube because her 
sister is Ellie from Ellie and Jared, mm-hmm. who like I discovered through Shaytards and Cullen and Katie and like a bunch of YouTube people that I don't watch anymore and don't really make content anymore. And I really don't watch her siblings that much anymore. But so like Ellie of Ellie and Jared, they got famous on YouTube. And then like one by one, all her sisters kind of made channels and got famous, but Ruby had the most kids and kind of got famous really quickly with all her and her kids were older because she was like the oldest Mm -hmm. and they kind of really skyrocketed into family channel fame and did a lot of stuff like there were a good couple years that that family was like really blowing up um yeah and then just like within the last year or two she got into this partnership or whatever found this lady jody who i don't even want to get into whatever she is she's like some kind of lifestyle coach or life coach or counselor or whatever but she's fucking insane and i don't have a problem saying that and then it kind of all just spiraled from, spiraled from there. And the oldest daughter, Sherry, went to college last year, like started college and kind of ever since has really been estranged from her parents because there's really not a, like it's kind of speculated that Ruby is kind of separated from her husband, but there's not a lot of evidence. He just kind of disappeared and they stopped doing the YouTube thing for a couple of months ago, maybe a year ago. So it's like a whole thing. But she just got arrested yesterday with Jody for um, two counts of aggravated child abuse. Yes, I it's, did see that. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they caught him and they're arrested and everything. But it's just so sad. And like, it, there's so many YouTube, like family YouTube vloggers, they're becoming like less and less because now people are kind of seeing the effects and. Mm-hmm. People are not watching to show, like, the support of not exploiting your children, which is and good. And I think it's kind of gotten to the point where there's too many now. And yeah. the ones that people really cared about aren't having kids, which is so terrible to say. Like, I just, I mean, because it's honestly, like, I haven't watched, but I also haven't watched Colleen Ballinger because it's Colleen Ballinger. Mm-hmm. And, you know... But I also haven't been watching any of these channels in, like, years. It took me a while to get it. Like, I remember coming across, like, some of the Shaytards and Kyler and Mad. Um, Never heard of them. (laughs) They have the – they have twins named Tatum and Oakley. Have you ever heard of them? They're identical twins, and then they have – Maybe. Like, three more kids – three or four more kids after them. What's her last name? Fisher. Might have seen them. Do they do stuff with the LeBrants? I think so. Okay, because I don't, again, I don't watch the Librants, but every once in a while, like when I used to watch these, I would see videos like on my page. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I've seen like TikTok or Instagram. Yeah. And they see, and I didn't know if they were like related or if they were friends. I don't know. It's just like a whole, that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's too many people. It's like, you can't keep up and everybody's trying to do it. So like, nobody's unique. Yeah. And it it, it really only- It took me so long to understand it because I remember, like, ever seeing, like, Instagram videos of these twins and I was like, oh, the next Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, what are they in? Like, what are they – what have they acted in? And then I looked them up and it was just, like, a bunch of YouTube videos of the family and I was like, so it's just a family that did nothing 
And I'm sitting here wasting like two days of gone by and I'm like watching this family, this completely normal family do nothing and there's nothing special about them and they're rich and famous because. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But I also really only watched a lot of the Mormons because number Mm. one, I'm fascinated by Mormons, obviously like hello, sister wives and just like the religious like family science of it all yeah it's always been fascinating but also because if one mormon family gets famous then by proxy it's like whatever they're like however many family members they have all get famous like the shaytards are just like ellie and jared where his siblings all started their own channels and have their own platforms are they followings Mm -hmm. they're they hide it a lot better not hide it but, like, it wasn't as prevalent in the early days, which I didn't think I found oh. them in the early days, but I really did, like, in, like, 2010. I saw one video. It was, like, this one video where Shay and Colette were doing this, like, our relationship story or our love story. And it was, like, on the beach or something. And I genuinely, she probably had to have been, like, maybe 30 at the time. Maybe not even. Mm-hmm. And I was, like oh, like, maybe they have one kid. And then all of a sudden, she's talking about, like, four kids. And I was like, what? (laughs) Say what? And it was also around the time where they had their, wait, they had three kids. Okay. And then that was around the time they had their fourth. And that's really when I started watching. And then, obviously, I started watching his siblings. And that was really the only ones that I watched. But it was also just, like, really fun not fun but it was just interesting to me it was fascinating because then you have you're like living through not living through this it sounds I'm trying to say it like and not sound creepy because I'm not trying to sound creepy because I'm really I wasn't that into it but it was just like comfort it's like the Duggars it's like there's a whole ton of people all doing kind of the same Mm -hmm. family vlogging thing and then they all hang out together. And I would always watch their Christmas videos because he, Shay, would always do like this huge, at the time it was like unheard of to do like an hour long YouTube video. I remember like when they, when I first found yeah. them, it was like crazy if they had like a 20 minute video. So he would always do like the 45 minute to like hour long Christmas videos. And I always loved watching those. And mm-hmm. I still kind of do like every once in a while I'll go, if I like, run out of Christmas movies or something I have like once or twice gone back and been like oh I'll watch this like really old one just because it's like crazy to like look back but yeah and then and then Ellie and Jared came along and it was kind of the same thing of then all the siblings had channels and then I had to subscribe to them all and then I was and it was just like interesting because like it was they're all kind of hanging out together and I think it's also like probably has to do with like the fact that I don't have a lot of extended family. So I love like watching like the Duggars or like people that have huge families Mm -hmm. and like always have something going on, always have like a party or like a lot of family over at a holiday, stuff like that. And yeah, basically that's, I don't even know. I just, I literally went into this being like, we're just going to talk about the episode and that's going to be it. It'll be fine. I'll be fine. Anyway. Could you imagine no, you Did go. you imagine being one of the kids in these family vlogging videos and then, like, as an adult being like, yeah, my childhood home videos are everywhere on the internet and millions of people have seen them? 
No, because I really, I have a good bit of home videos. I have a good amount, but I also don't have, I can't imagine having at like a hundred videos at my fingertips and not even that, but like a hundred videos that a hundred thousand people have watched. Right. It's so weird. It's so weird. And I'm, yeah, I'm hoping like people kind of stop doing the whole family vlogging thing because they're realizing just how creepy people Mm -hmm. out there can be. But speaking about creepy Mormon families, did you ever watch The Blended Bunch on TLC? No. They got, oh my gosh. Who were there? Oh, you never saw them? I don't know how. They got canceled a few years ago. But the premise is this lady, Erica, and they're all Mormon too. Erica and her husband, Tony, had a few kids and then Tony got sick with cancer and they found out that he has a rare genetic disorder that basically like makes it so that you don't have the same number of cancer fighting genes in your body as the normal person. So you're almost like guaranteed to get cancer at a young age with this. So he got brain cancer and they just can, they knew that this was genetic and they like continued to have seven kids and four of the kids have this genetic disorder. And even when Tony was dying, when he, He yeah, she, she was pregnant. Uh, Yeah. She was, she was pregnant when he died. Like, so he was in hospice care and they decided to have another kid knowing that this disorder is very genetic and there's like a, I think it's like a 50%, but even that's too much percent like probability that you're going to pass this gene along to your kids, which means it's very likely that you're going to have a child go through cancer. They kept popping them out. So Tony died. And then a few months, not even a year, a few months later, she meets this guy. What's his face? I forget his name, but this guy has four kids and his wife died in a car accident. So literally months after the death of both spouses, these two marry. And so now there's 11 kids and they all have to like adjust to their new family, adjust to their new step-siblings and step-parent. And they adopt each other's kids right away. And it's all televised and it's so weird and sad. And now, of course, one of the one of the little kids has cancer and they're like oh acting God. shocked. Mm-mm. It's so sad. Okay, I did look it up just now, and I do remember vaguely. I didn't watch it. Maybe I did. I don't know. Again, like, there was a point in TLC where maybe from, like, 2016 to I was really only watching Counting On and mm-hmm. maybe Little People Big World for mm-hmm. the little couple. Like, it, like, I, like, with the family vloggers, they just started putting so many, like, the Putmans and the um Doricos yeah and like outdaughtered and stuff it was just too much to keep up with and it was boring it was but well, I think it, yeah I think it was like remember that very last Duggar episode we'll ever see it was that Easter train wreck yes I think it was during that that they showed commercials for okay the blended bunch and I was like well now that the Duggars are ending like this might right. be I wouldn't watch – I wouldn't recommend watching all the episodes, but well, – no, but I definitely can remember, like, yeah. a little bit. But I didn't know that they had that tragic cancer gene. I didn't know about that. I just thought it was, yeah. like, a Brady Bunch kind of thing. But Mormon. That's what they kind of – yeah, that's what they kind of, like, advertised it as. But then when I started watching, like, 
looked into it more, I was like, oh my goodness, like, that's controversial. And, you know, I love a good controversy. I'm glad that they're True. not on the air anymore, though, because that would just be even more tragic. Yeah. Well, we just went on a whole tangent, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> the last what else thing. Is new? Yeah. The last thing what we should talk about is Bobby Smith, Tori Bates' husband. So this morning, I'm just sitting minding my own business, and I get this little flag on my phone that says, Bobby Smith cheated? Like, exclamation mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. And of course, I'm like, no, like what? Or like, cheated on Tori with single moms. And I look at it, and I don't know how it didn't blow up the first time. I guess because it wasn't like the main post. It was Mm -hmm. basically, it's a post just being like, does anybody else like think it's weird that they don't really talk about how which I don't think it's weird that they don't really mention why Bobby left his youth minister job because with any of these people I'm like they probably realize that they weren't smart enough and couldn't handle it or like <laughs> the people realized that it didn't pay enough money and they wanted to shit out kids same but, with, like, the older Duggar girls in midwifery. Like, you have to take tests and pass classes. and Well, they also just stopped when they got married, but yes. Yeah. And they only got as far as they really wanted to. But anyway, so this whole post is saying, you know, does anyone else, anyone else find it weird that they didn't really talk about him leaving, like, on the show or anything, and now, or how it kind of coincides with... The fact that Tori and Bobby are not that public, right? Like, haven't really been public since that probably about the birth of their first kid, maybe the second. Because mm-hmm. obviously the Bates has been, the show's been over for a year at least. So anyway, somebody in the comments was like, oh yeah, I went to that school and it was kind of commonly known. It was like also a Christian school, I think. Or he just had affiliation with the school. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I went to that school and it was kind of commonly known that he cheated on his wife or like slept with a bunch of the single moms a bunch well i don't know more than one oh but and it's just like how is this just now and i mean it was a comment on the post it wasn't the main post because somebody had to link it to this new post and it's just wild and now it's like this whole thing it's like oh it kind of lines up with obviously why they not abruptly but just kind of were everyone's like well it makes sense they were so jazzed about moving to nashville and they were going to live in nashville and he had this wonderful job that he loved and all of a sudden they're just like yeah we're moving back and you know everybody else probably including me just chalked it up to you know oh well probably on the second kid they realized that's not making enough money as just a youth pastor yeah you know entry-level youth pastor and which I'm saying this is somebody who has no idea what anything pays, but like I would assume. Yeah, I, I do know that youth pastor is not much. I would assume like maybe 30000 maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, somebody in the comments kind of validated this other comment. You know, I agree. Like I went to the, or I know about this too and it's true. And but it's weird because it's just like. Also very complimentary to Bobby, but also because it seems like he was good at the job and everybody liked him where he was, but this is why he had to leave or something. And and then obviously people have been 
doing their sleuthing and I feel like this also hasn't blown up because the eight bas- the eight passengers thing is like everybody from pretty much everywhere has kind of off locked that. But mm-hmm. you know, I think it's also kind of why oh, somebody has done a little did a little sleuthing and was like, Yeah, I've been on the Facebook page or whatever, and usually they say goodbye to a faculty member that leaves, but there's nothing for him. Which I mean it could mean it means nothing, but it also yeah. could could mean something so it's just a whole rumor mm-hmm. but it's like I think it's really juicy and I, I think it's something we need to watch <laughs> like I like to say to myself if I've not said it here where there's smoke there's fire I first learned about Josh's first scandal from a from a comment on a post like that too really and we all know how true that turned out to be yeah. <laughs> not that this is the same but I know um that is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And like people were just like finding and it's like that makes this clip look different where he talked to he did address it on the show, but he didn't get into in depth with it. You know, it was just like I want to spend more time with my family. And Tori was I mean, she wasn't snarling or pissed off in the in the episode, but she wasn't jolly. Mm-hmm. She kind of just seemed like and that's and that's it. So mm. for her sake, I hope he didn't because that's yeah. I hope she burns that unity braid. But <laughs> um but for the sake of scandal and gossip, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's pretty much all we have. Famy is faming always. Nothing new. Yeah. Jill is going on a fake book tour, which means she's going <laughs> to a bookstore 30 minutes away from her house and a bookstore an hour away from her house and also getting on a zoom call twice and that's a book tour pretty much but you know what good for her i also saw something like someone who visits a loved one in seagaville said that anna's like there often with josh now so i guess his punishment has been lifted you can have visitors and i think it got lifted kind of maybe at the beginning of the of summer yeah, but apparently she's there all the time, lives there lives there Believe in Texas that. now, and that they're getting along and just dandy. I haven't heard anything about Josh's mistress, though. What do you mean? Wasn't Didn't he, like, allegedly have a transgender mistress in the prison? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, but I feel like that came and went. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping I mean, to hear more about that. I know. Like, some stuff sticks around more. Yeah. But I do remember hearing about that. <laughs> hmm. I mean, he probably... Yeah, I don't know. Should we move on to the episode? Sure. Anything else? I don't I think we got it all. Also, I feel like it's really annoying that people, like, anybody can say, yeah, I went and visited Seagoville, and this is what happened. Like, everybody has a different story, and it's really frustrating. And everybody, know. you know, has a different story of how Anna, like, a level of attitude or like what the kids were doing if the kids were there. you know everything is different in everybody's story and it's like can someone just tell me what or just don't say anything at all well we could always do a road trip over there to visit bestie that is true although do you need like permission probably yeah or but like I, I don't think i don't think there's anything wrong with no there, there's a lot wrong with it never mind <laughs> I would, I'm like, you're on your own, girl. 
Never mind. You have fun. Okay. So we we watched the infamous 19 Kids and Counting episode called Once a Bride, Always a Duggar. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's this funny episode. And then I watch it and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fucking boring. <laughs> it's cringy, though. It is. No, I mean, it's deliciously cringy in all good ways. <laughs> But there are points where I'm like, okay, why did I think this was going to be a good episode? But it is good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So if anybody doesn't know, this is the episode right right before Josh and Anna's wedding where Josh, Jana, Jill, Jessa, and Ginger go to Florida to kind of help prepare for the wedding. I mean, they not kind of. They do. They do a lot of stuff. If this jogs anyone's memory, the Italian restaurant. Because that's always what I remember. And tantric movement. Yes. Jeff. Okay. <laughs> so basically it starts with all the kids, like the the Duggar, older Duggar girls and Josh piling into the Suburban and saying they're driving 18 hours to Florida. Which at this point, I'm like, are you not making enough money? Like, I think you're making TLC enough money that they can fly you out. But I thought so too. And... Josh and Anna never flew to see each other. Mm-mm. They always drove. I wonder if Josh was like on the no-fly list or something at this point. I doubt it, but <laughs> I mean, something was. I mean, I mean, I understand they do drive everywhere, but that's when they have a bus, and I'm like, okay, this is absolute torture. Eighteen hours, no. right? In the car with you, no. With no music. And it's like, whenever you leave, it's like, there's no good time to get there. And it seems like they get there in daylight. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking they left maybe at like eight o'clock the night before Mm -hmm. and drove through the night and just kind of shift, like took shifts driving. Kill me. Or Josh drove the whole time. I don't know. And then probably got there at like noon the next day. So they get there and Josh obviously can't lift his finger to clean out the car and he's like hey girls you want I literally got triggered because this is exactly how it is being a child like after a trip and it's like all right we got to clean out the car yeah but I mean not that bad but it was just like so awkward because he's like hey girls let's go clean and it's just like can we give it give them five minutes to like say hi right they could have been there for an hour I don't know but this is the first appearance of Chateau Keller, a.k.a. a double wide, which no judgment, no judgment to anybody that has double wides, only a judgment to them because they had eight kids and they lived in a double wide instead of him getting a real job and providing for his family. And it's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. It's not a bad living situation. It's just an irresponsible living situation when you but- have eight kids. And the whole trailer just looks like a classroom to me. Like they had like the Fisher Price little little kindergarten table and like yeah. a map and the ABCs on on the wall. And it's crazy when they stand when like the camera people stood in the doorway when Josh was like saying, "Let's go empty the car." The inside is so dark because they only have like one light on, mm-hmm. and with the glare of like opening the door and all the sunlight and everything, it just like makes the inside even. I don't know, just like the inside looked even darker. Oh my god, it was just it was bleak. It was again no judgment, but it's just also like how do you all fit in there? Right. Um, I mean, judgment to them. 
Yeah. It, fl- it like flashes back to the big house and Jim Bob was like, oh, this reminds me of the days when I actually had to parent. I know. <laughs> All the girls were little gone. ones. Well, and they like pulled Jill aside, the cameraed people do. And they're like, what do you think it's like at home? And she immediately just like sombers. And she's like, I think it's probably um, pretty hectic. And she's got full brace face at okay, that time. She, she, Jill, or sorry, Jessa and Ginger's period synced up and it was today. Mm-hmm. It was this episode. They looked pissed the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. They go out to empty the car and Jessa picks up the big gallon jug of pickles uh-huh. and just inspects it for the longest time. I'm like, it's a pickle. She's probably like, I want to stay out here as long as I can to avoid looking going busy. Back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going back in there. When they go back to the big house, Jim Bob is complaining about having to parent. And then he's like, well, I mean, we do allow the kids to have pillow fights. And then it shows them in their room. And Amy is just like wailing on the little boys with the pillow. It's kind of funny. Of she's course, like, she showed up. exhausting. Cause... I know. <laughs> oh, the camera's there? I'll be right over. Mm-hmm. But then she always like... complains when she gets there. Yeah. But then it's also like back in the trailer, Josh is like, we can only stay here for so long. You know, I have to get back and I have to work some. He literally says, I have to go run my business some. Which I know it's just like a figure. It's just like a way of talking, whatever. But just the way he phrased it. I have to run my business some. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's the hardest thing. Like, I don't think John David has a hard time sitting in your office and, like, doodling and doing whatever he does. (laughs) It's not like you have people knocking down the door to come buy a car, so. True, but I wonder if the Keller's trailer has internet at this point. Maybe he needs to go somewhere with internet. Well, he's in not the trailer, but the camper, which I would even argue is maybe nicer than the trailer. I know it sounds so bad. At least he's alone. Yeah. Yeah, all the girls were just cramped in there. He's, like, rele- relegated to the trailer. And there's that weird moment where Sue's and Jessa... When I say Sue's, I don't know. It's hard because Anna's family is fucking insane. And they have... The mom is Suzette. Uh, Anna is Anna. And then the youngest daughter is Susanna. Suzette, yep. Susanna, and Anna. And Anna. Anna's like teen mom, Leah, Aaliyah, and Aliana. <laughs> yep so i'm trying to think when i say Sue's, i'm thinking Susanna, the younger sister and okay. if i say if i need to talk about the mom i'll just say suzette so Sue's and jessa are in the trailer not the trailer sorry the camper and Sue's is like oh, josh forgot to make his bed not like that annoyed she's just like oh josh forgot to make his bed i'm like what the fuck are you doing in there get out of there <laughs> that's not yours you don't want to worry about that and then they look at they find the famous pillow, the pillowcase with the picture of Josh and Anna. And I was like, okay, this is like obviously filmed way after this because this is just about the time where, or like they like have just done this whole thing explaining that they're going to go get the marriage license, which I, I would argue is probably the only reason Josh is there besides like maybe getting to know Anna. But so they're like, yeah, we're going to go get the marriage license and then take pictures. But this picture is from the photo shoot that they are supposedly supposed to be leaving for. So the timeline just a little mixed up, but it's not a big deal. But yeah, Susanna was laughing about the pillowcase and the producer is just like, what's that? And then he's like, Jessa, do you think that's over the top? And she was like, 
She was so bitchy. No, she literally looked and she went, what? Yeah. Like, you, like, like, they dared to ask her. Like, she's like, I know it, almost like she's, like, catching on. She's like, what? Oh, yeah. Jessa and Ginger were pissed. I don't know if, like, they were promised, like, a hotel room or something. I don't know what it was, but they were not happy. grumpy. They were not happy campers in this camper. No, they were not. So everybody goes with them to watch Josh and Anna get their marriage license. <laughs> of course, and they are dressing, they're dressing the same, and it's disgusting. <laughs> well, I think it's fun. But they started, they started doing that, like, as soon as they got engaged. I think everybody does that. If you, what? like, notice, I feel like every Bundy couple does that. You just have to look for it. Oh. It doesn't have to be, like, a specific pattern. It can just be, like, colors. Maybe maybe they're, like, less obvious about it because Josh and Anna were, like... Very bad. Yeah, like Phil and Lil. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally what they were. Oh, like my they, God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, they specifically were, like, this same outfit but make it come in female. Yeah, but with a skirt. It's literally that shirt <laughs> yeah. but with a skirt. Also, I just felt so bad for Anna because I guess Florida people are just built different. But I'm like, it's August in Central Florida, and you're wearing a long sleeve shirt. I and would a long be done. Denim skirt. I know. Like you don't. I don't. You don't have to tell me that skirts are flowy and airy. Like I don't believe you. At least denim ones aren't. But they right. go and they watch them get the marriage license. And I'm sorry, but this is like the sketchiest city hall that I've ever seen. It looks terrifying. Again, just Florida is just weird and different sometimes. I love Florida. I say that with all the love of my heart. <laughs> but it was just really sketchy. And I don't know. They just they get the license. But on the way out, because you know when you go into like a city hall or a courthouse. Maybe it was a courthouse. I'm not really sure what it was. You know when you go and you have to go through security. So I guess they had to get mm-hmm. their phones up. So when they're leaving... Just, it's not really, like, a focus. They're just walking out, and they're playing, like, the audio. And mm-hmm. you can hear Josh saying, I had a phone. Can I get my phone back? Can I get my phone back? I had, and I'm like, that is such foreshadowing. That is so dark to think about. I'm like, I hope. I I mean, I can't, oh you can't God. trust anything. But it's like, I wonder if he was, like, actually, like, frantic about security having his phone. He probably was because someone in the government has possession of his phone right now. Right. But it's also like, did it go back that far? Anyway, it was just, it was a very dark moment of me being like, oh, wow. Because it was like, he was kind of innocent. It was a very innocent, like, just audio clip of him being like, "Uh, I need my phone back, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. I completely missed that. He was definitely watching stuff on his phone. It wasn't CP, but it was definitely other stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah maybe so then they go straight from there to where do you I can't tell where they are I want to say like a park but like I don't know like it's Florida so everything is probably really pretty For it almost looks like some kind of weird abandoned botanical garden yeah yeah for the pictures I looked at I mean I looked up kind of the area just to see but obviously like I couldn't find anything specific because there are a lot of parks around that area. And because the... Yeah, there's lots of pretty parks. 
And because everything's so spread out because they live in the middle of nowhere and they had to go to like Putnam County. So, I mean, okay, so that's kind of where they live, mm-hmm. but also it's like still probably farther away from where they live. And then okay. when they go to the church at the end of the episode, that is two hours away from Anna's house. So in this whole episode, I'm like, well, it oh, could wow. be any, it could be anywhere within like a two hour radius of her house because they have to go yeah. 45 minutes just to go to the grocery store, it seems. Like that's how far out they are. Yeah. The park was really pretty until Josh and Anna came and ruined it. Exactly. Um, but Josh was talking about how, like, Jessa's really got an eye for photography, like, the angles and everything. I thought that was Ginger's personality. That's exactly what I thought. And I was like, well, this is the last time she touches a camera because, as far as I know, Ginger's the photographer. Yeah. But I remember this episode, like, when I first watched it, this is when I was like, Jessa's the prettiest. Like, yeah, she's definitely, I, so I want to be Jessa, but, like, obviously... That's how fucked up we are. It's like, we can't watch a normal Disney Channel show and be like that. We have to watch the Duggars and pick <laughs> our favorite. Uh, anyway, I- but yeah, I was like, oh, I forgot. Jessa was the one taking pictures. And then Ginger gets the church giggles. And Josh is like, it's just because she's not used to seeing me in love. And it's like, bitch, you're not in love. And that I don't think that's even what Ginger was laughing about. She was just talking to the other girls, like, giggling. And he, he was like, oh, let me make this about me. Right. And it's also like, maybe because you look like a fucking doofus. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. she's laughing because you match your clothes and want to hold hands and take pictures like a ding-dong. That could be, too. Or she, she literally could have just been having a conversation right. with the other girls and, like, something funny came up and Josh was like, oh, I know what it is they're laughing at. They're laughing because I'm so in love and happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really like Suze because I feel like she's always joking around with the girls. And she's got a good sense of humor and I feel like she makes them laugh a lot. I could probably only take her in small doses. Yeah, but I yeah. feel like she's really chill. Like, yeah. one episode I think- that I can think of that I like is, remember when... Mm-hmm. I want to say, like, Ginger and Amy and Grandma and Michelle and Suze. I don't know what sisters went, but it was definitely Grandma, Amy, and Suze, because Suze was staying with Josh and Ian at the time, went to, like, the thrift store to look for McKinsey outfits. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just, like, a funny one of those episodes where they like, actually seemed like a nice, not nice, but, like, a normal... Like, a fun... Okay, I need to start over. (laughs) But, like, it seems like they're actually having a genuinely fun time. Because it's, like, Amy and Suze are putting, Uh like, the weird shit on that they keep finding. They, like, find, like, weird, ugly clothes. And they put them on. And they're making each other laugh so hard. And they're showing Michelle. And she's, like, laughing because it's funny. And Mm -hmm. it's just, like, one of... Like we say, one of those moments where it's, like, oh. Like, I would be laughing. Like, if I were with them, I would be doing the exact same thing. Yeah, like a human moment. Or like, if I were there with my cousin, that's what we would be doing. A hundred percent. Yeah. But anyway, I just, I always like Suze. Obviously, because she's also a rebel. Uh, I said rebel. She's a rebel. Those pictures were horrendous. So bad. But like, what else were they supposed to be? Just they looked so awkward. I know. I that know. is just, I know. it's also like, just the gap between... Just having no reference of normal engagement pictures, and that's how they turn out. 
And also probably because Jess is fucking you over because she's the one telling you what to do. Right. But yeah, they look stupid. <laughs> Embarrassing. They did. Like I said, it was it was a great a great background. Looked like a pretty place, but they ruined it. Mm-hmm. While they're taking pictures, because really only Jess is the one doing it. The girls, other girls are staying back. And Jana is like, we're trying to set up a special, like, dinner reservation for Josh and Anna. Um, it's basically all she says. And mm-hmm. not, it doesn't really go anywhere from there. But they get back to the trailer. And this is when the girls are all working on the wedding dresses, or the bridesmaid dresses, sorry. And Suze is like... If any of these look good, it's because it's not me because I am not doing a good job or something like that. And this is also when Jess they is, all like, were kind of like that because yeah, just, it's like just the only like, ones that knew how to sew were Anna, Jana, and Jill, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Great, Jessa, you can pin." And Jessa's just being so cunty about it. Not <laughs> really, like, but she's just so all I can do. Yeah, she's like, "Well, I'm pinning because that's about all I can do." And it's like, Ginger okay. Just- Ginger just, like, sat there and scowled. I know. Ginger oh. was, like, sitting at that little kindergarten table, which I was like, how did you get down there in that denim skirt? But anyway. Um, they were working on these dresses, and Jill was having the time of her life, like, putting on this, trying on the veil. Oh. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Playing dress up. I know. She was, she was just like, oh, I really wish this was me. It was me at Sarah Bachelorette a year ago. <laughs> Remember when we were all sitting on that bed? Yeah. And we had the veil and we were oh, all putting yeah. it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what I looked like. <laughs> but yeah, Jill's like mm-hmm, living. Jill's having the time of her life. Mm-hmm. And as she should. I mean, this was a vacation after all, basically. A work yeah, she vacation. wasn't she wasn't babysitting anyone. No. I, can you imagine how like refreshing that probably felt? Or just how relaxing it probably was. Even though right. they were still doing hard work. Yeah. Like, nobody was crying. Nobody was pulling on their skirt. Nobody was... Ugh, they didn't have to feed anybody. Yeah. Oh, that I'm, like, feeling relaxed for them. I know. Until they got home. Well, I'm jumping way ahead. But at the end of the episode, they literally turned around and went right back. hmm And Michelle was like, as soon as the girls got home... Ginger and Jessa packed up all the little kids' things for the wedding, and then we headed out again. And they didn't forget anything. It was like maybe that's why they were so pissed. They know what's they know what they're about to have to go do. Yeah, well, they're probably pissed because their job was over, which was packing. And God knows what happens if you forget something of Josh's. Anyway, so the last part is well, okay, no, the next part is the best part of the episode. For some freaking reason, not for no reason, Anna is saying, like, well, his sisters had a surprise planned, but I was just not feeling great, and I was really tired, so I just wanted to stay home, which is just so not, I don't know, like, I get you're tired and stuff, but, like, it just, it seems fishy to me. What, you didn't want to go out to dinner with your fiancé? Like, what's going on? She must have really been sick. She must have been. And she's like, so I decided, yeah, Joshua just took his sisters out. And I was like, first of all, 
No. But I was like, these people are so weird because why does she always call him Joshua? Nobody else calls him Joshua but you. And then I was like, well, actually, Sarah calls Dan Daniel only her and everyone else calls him Dan. So I guess we're weird, too. No. They go to this restaurant. It is called Amelia's Italian Cuisine. Italian. I'm sorry. Yeah, Italian. <laughs> is nothing worse on this earth than people saying Italian? I hate it. I hate it so much. And it's, it's always it's people, so it's always out-of-towners that say it. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, man, the menu's in Italian. Well, we do live in Tawny Town. I was like, what is that? What do you fucking mean? I don't understand. Right. <laughs> so I looked it up. This place still exists. So happy for them. The menu looks really good, actually. Because I was looking up whatever they got or, like, whatever he was saying. Because he just is just saying words, like, looking through the menu. He's like, meatball, meatball. But he goes, Fungongi or something, and it's fajona. No, yeah. it was um pasta fajona or something, or fajoni or something. I forgot. I had looked at for it earlier, but he says like fagoni. And anyway, I'm pretty sure they all just end up getting like alfredo, which good for them. Yeah, I like spaghetti and meatballs. Right. The best part of this episode, possibly the best part of the season and or series is this waiter that they have yes his name is jeff my name's jeff i mean what can you say about jeff he is a tantric dancer Mm -hmm. he seems to be an aspiring actor or just entertainer you know what he should do is you know um those people on disney rides that are just like very into character and like Mm -hmm don't break character at all like tower of terror or like the scary mm-hmm. ones where they're just like i see it yeah yeah like um very serious about it and basically they're just like making fun of the families that go to disney right yeah i could see him being like that so when i was younger i could not tell if he was being serious or not no i totally took him serious i totally took him serious and even watching it now, I'm like, okay, he's funny, but or like he's messing with them, right? Like he's really just trying to be funny, but he's yeah. just so good at like keeping the awkward, just straightforwardness. Oh he never God. breaks character. No. He stays in that role the whole yes. night. It's great. And so he basically, Josh is talking about the wedding coming up and he says, oh, I would love to come. And Josh is just like, yeah, we'd love to have you. And he's like, I could bring my instruments and I could do a couple dances or something, whatever he says. And just the poor girls are just peeing their pants laughing. Like, we already, ha- we already have a laugh. piano player. We, what are right. we going to tell Aaron? No, but like they're also just trying not to laugh because they don't want to make him feel bad. But even though that they should be laughing and he just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. And it's just so awkward. But the best part is this guy has talking heads and he's like, mm-hmm. well, like, I don't know if I'd fit in with them. They, I don't know if I'd fit on their bus. And that's a shame because, you know, I really love bus seating. I know. That was hilarious. Like, he was like, they they about? were kind of standoffish because, you know, yeah. they have a big family. There's not room for me. Yeah. Which is a shame because I really like buses and bus seating. <laughs> yeah. He was just so eccentric that it was almost like, okay, you can stop. Yeah. it It is hard to have a waiter or waitress that wants to talk to you a lot because I never really know 
when to make it stop or to keep it going. Well, it's like, why avoid some stores? It's like, I don't want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try this on or not try it on. Oh, yeah. And then be done. That's why I avoided Belk in high school. Why? Belk, literally nobody works there anymore. You can't find somebody. In high school, though, they were all up in your business. Like, here, try this on. Let me make this whole outfit for you. Now model it for us, all of us. Was this when it was at North Point? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But now, I mean, nobody wants to work these days. I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> But yeah, like at Belk, I'm like, what are you talking about? I have to like chase somebody down to check out. <laughs> no, or you have to stand funny. behind four senior citizens. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is in like 2009. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to be addressed. I don't want help. I'll go I to ha- self. If, I will if I try- need something, I will ask. If I need something, I won't ask. I'll drive out of my way to go to self-checkout if yeah or it's if like that's why available. you have an online presence so i can look up and see if you have it in stock if it's not in stock or if i can't find it then i'm leaving oh yeah even at the grocery store one time i was looking for baking soda and couldn't find it anywhere and i was walking down every aisle de- definitely looking very lost and confused and i was like okay if they come up to me and say can i help you find something just say the word baking soda they will direct you to it it's not weird like, they're not going to make fun of you, and they're not going to laugh at you for asking. That's what they're here for. I was, like, prepping myself up, and then they're like, can I help you find anything? And I was like, no, I'm good. Every time. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've, got, I've definitely gotten a lot better at it. But just the certain boutiques where it's like, I'm already fragile enough shopping for clothes. I don't need you guys to help me. Same. Thank you, though. Same. Yeah. Anyway, so back to this Jeff guy. He's a nut, but also we can't tell if he's really a nut or if he's just putting it on for TV. Hopefully just for TV. When he got um, to bus life, I was like, okay, you're acting. Yeah, to yeah, bus seating. Bus seating. And he does mention wearing his pastel leotard <laughs> for his tantric dancing. And he says pastel color probably because that's what looks best on my figure. And that is probably when I also was like, okay, it's fake. Yeah. But he was a character. He was a great addition to an otherwise very boring outing. It was. And I loved it because I love seeing Josh sweat. And of course, he has to say muy bien. And Oh, my God. Yes. So he's like, how is the Putinesca treating you? Pasta Putinesca. I looked it up and it looked like the worst thing on the menu. Not really. It's just I'm not a capers fan. And it was basically like capers and I don't even know. I didn't, I forgot everything after I read capers. Ugh, they're so saucy. Um, I know. But he's like, it's muy bien. Oh, sorry, I only know Spanish or something like that. And Jeff was like, close enough. <laughs> I think they were vibing though. I think at the back and forth. I think so. Really, he wasn't talking to the girls. It was just a job. The girls were so uncomfortable. They were so, like, Ginger was basically under the table. <laughs> Like that is Dana too. Yeah. yeah. So after that, we're still doing wedding prep, and we go to Buford Grove Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, for a Baptist church, which I'm not trying to sound judgy, but Baptist churches can either be like beautiful mega churches, or sometimes they can be very small mm-hmm. in 
every any church can be like a little rinky dinky but compared to a lot of churches where fundies have gotten married i like this church a lot i like the it was pretty scene. yeah it, was it pretty. looked like a normal church like a sanctuary and like, it had a big stage and everything but it didn't have like speakers and like a plain background like it was really it just looked traditional you can tell by the number of times anna goes wow wow i think that the wow montage was a preview of the wedding night wow hopefully that's how that night went for her sake so they are planning the wedding bless you and they're going through this magazine that looks like it's from 1998 and they're picking out their cake, which I was like, for the first time watching this, I was like, does this bitch know how to make that cake? Or are you just going to trust her? Because it just seems like they're just picking a cake, like out of a magazine, like not a cake from a menu. Or like, you know, it's not like, and maybe it was, but like, you know, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting that they're just like, yeah, we like this one. The cake does turn out, I think, if I can remember correctly. So that is good. I was kind of thinking it w- it would be kind of easy to be a Duggar bride because everybody does everything for you. Mm-hmm. Like all you have to do is flip through a magazine and find your cake because everyone else is like, we are doing the decorations and this person's doing the sewing and this person is humming your dress and this person is handling this and all you have to exactly. do is show up. And I'm like, oh, that is kind of mm-hmm. nice. It was. It was so nice. Like we're paying for the food. We're paying for the decorations. Although – Josh was saying, like, when they were unpacking the car, Michelle had already gone shopping, probably with the girls. So I have a feeling Anna's family mm-hmm. barely paid for anything. Besides, they I didn't even pay did. for the dress. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they I did. I think that was Rebecca's dress, maybe? Yeah. Or, yeah, because I can't think of the second oldest. Esther, that one. Mm. But I think, yeah, I think it was Rebecca's. And then they made the bridesmaid dresses, which it sounded like the Duggars paid for the material and then they brought it all up or down. And then, I mean, the church was probably paid for because it sounds like it was. And the church people did everything. But anyway, like I was saying, I found it really weird that they're saying like, oh, we love this church. We have such a close relationship with them. The pastor's great. We go there all like made it seem like it's their home church. Where it's literally almost two hours away from their house. I looked it up. Because I had a feeling. I was like, kind of remember it being like, not where it seemed like it was. Um, Because yeah. it, was, it was definitely a lot farther away. Two hours, almost. I don't know. Something is comforting about yeah. the little southern church ladies that were like, here's the decoration. Yeah. And we're going to put the flowers here. And, then and the tooling. Oh, yeah. That was so cute. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. I, I looked I for thought that so, now. too. I'm always, like, that's such a, like, easy touch to make seating so nice. And it makes an aisle. It's, oh, it's great. Yeah. I love that. And they pick out that weird cake. Ugh. The frosting is yellow. And I think I think their colors are, like, navy and yellow, maybe. Of course, really, the only thing that's yellow is the cake. And then maybe some of the flowers, like the boutonniere flowers. Yeah, I remember a lot of navy. Maybe like pale yellow or something. I mean, to be honest, besides the bridesmaid dresses, it's not an offensively ugly wedding. It's very plain. 
there. Aside from the bridesmaids' dresses, yeah. Right, like, aside from those, everything else. Even Anna's dress, it's not great. It's just plain. It's not even good. (laughs) But it's not ugly, you know? It's just, yeah, it's just really plain. I mean, they they did, they did what they could. But it fit her nicely, as Mm -hmm. nice as it could. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so that was basically the episode, because as soon as they're done with that, it's like all of a sudden we're back in Arkansas, and they start playing ragtime music, as the caption said, but it's yeah. like that, it's like a version of that, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm like, why am I stressed? <laughs> because they immediately get into that music, and then they're like, and just like that, we're packing up to go. Well, and, and then Jill, or Jessa and Ginger were the ones playing it on the piano, and they, again, looked like hard frowning and right, i wonder and then they were also the ones running back and forth to the bus i wonder if like they play that song before they pack every single time just to like pump themselves up like honestly not they're about idea. to go pack that's like me playing my cleaning playlist <laughs> yeah they're like like all right let's let's get us in a bad mood and just get this over with right or just i need to be above a certain bpm yeah Exactly. So it's a good episode. Jeff really takes it to the next level. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know, something about the wedding planning episodes, just like serotonin straight to my brain. I don't know why. I know. I I know. I think it has to also do with like theater. It's just like reminds me of like all the moms in like the theater mom club or whatever being like how's this how's it like doing props and stuff it's just like that's like a wedding is a ceremony it's a whole production like it's just a lot of fun yeah I think so too and yeah it's like the wedding people are like the main characters and you get to see their role I guess with different people Mm -hmm. and how it affects the whole play Mm -hmm. exactly well that was pretty much the episode do you have anything else to say uh Nope, I think we pretty much covered it. Okay, I'm going to look at my notes and just make sure. Oh, at one point in the beginning, they're like, Susanna, do you think Anna, or no, they said, have you ever heard of a bridezilla? Oh, yeah. Like, clearly fishing for Susanna to be like, yeah, Anna's a bridezilla. But she was literally like, uh, no. (laughs) No, what's that? Like, she so genuinely was like, I've never heard of that. I have no clue. Like, she she couldn't even put bride and godzilla together uh, neither could my phone because i had to auto correct it <sighs> or i had to correct it back there was a scene too where the cameras asked suzette they were like is planning a wedding difficult and she just looked like a deer in the headlights like okay I oh also- my god i'm being asked a question and then she immediately looks at her husband and is like <gasps> and then just giggles she worries me like people are worried about priscilla they think she's not well. Is Suzette like, okay? Take a fucking look at Suzette. Has she ever spoken? Is she yes, okay? she has, but no, she's not. I don't know. And then she when they looked. go to the church, she's with she's with them at the church, and she's dressed in full polygamist garb, full Warren Jeff's wife, maybe even down to like the hair. That is how bad. Bless her heart, she just has the deer in the headlights look constantly. It's insane. I don't know how. I I don't understand. It's a mystery. And I got the vibe. It was was like, because 
a male producer was asking her the question. He was like, is planning a wedding hard? And I think it was like, oh my God, a man who isn't my husband is talking to me. This isn't allowed. Is right. kind of the vibe I got. Right. That too. But also just like, uh, I could like, be wrong, but she, she, even, she could just like, be camera shy, if, but yeah, but it's also like she didn't expect to be asked any questions. You know, she didn't expect to have to give her opinion because yeah. she's with Mike. Why would it, why would they care about anything she had to say? Yeah. She was just, but yeah, she was a fly could have gone in that mouth <laughs> easily. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Well, I think that's it. Join us next time. So. Yeah. Next time we will have, we may have another special guest and we will be doing another show that we have not done before. So yeah. if you enjoyed, I had so much fun last time on our Dance Moms episode and I loved John and Kate. But for this week, we were like, let's just do a quick little Duggar episode just to get back to our roots. And next week, we're going to do something a little different. So we'll see you next week. Yeah. Stay tuned and see you next week. Stay tuned.